we talk about this little cunt? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that little cunt. <laughs> okay, enter the music. Feeling hot, hot, hot. I don't. Uh, I don't think either of us are feeling any form of hot except for the temperature. No, I'm feeling dreadfully down and blue. No, you're a bit blue today. I am a bit blue, but let's introduce ourselves. We better first. do that. Yes. Hello and welcome to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Wug, and my sidekick, <gasps> Mrs. Berry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just always get the blues in the middle of January. Do you know what it is? No, tell me. It's that we're all really sick of our families. <laughs> I don't even hear though. And it's really hot. <laughs> this is really hot. I can't take it anymore. It's been pretty fucking hot. Uh, across all of Australia, no one has been spared. No one has been Actually, spared. Actually, what about Tasmania? Was Tasmania spared? You know when it's you know when the situation is completely fucked when you look at Perth. And Perth is 10 degrees cooler, cooler than Sydney. Yes. Like, that's just nonsense. I know. Nonsense. Oh, my gosh. Look at us talking about the weather. How? Oh, I know. How Can I tell you about how I got home from work last week? And I was very tired and emotional because I'd started at a 4.30am shift, which meant I'd been up at, since 3.30. And I, and I got home and I'd had to go to the shops on the way home and pick up a kid and blah, blah. And I walked in and they had all the house shut up, which was good because, you know, but they'd had the oven on. I don't know, cooking bloody hash browns or something. And the aircon wasn't on. Can we put that in the middle? Because I've noticed that you talk a lot louder than me. I think it's because of that. There we okay, go. Okay, there we go. Admin. Yeah. Professional. Um, very professional. Uh, yeah, they didn't have it. So it was like 45 degrees in the house. I Did you lose it? I, I just dropped the shopping in the middle of the kitchen and went, boys, there's stuff for dinner. You've got to make it. And then just walked up to my room and burst into tears. <laughs> and then stripped everything off except my undies and lay on the bed having a good cry. And turned my two fans on. One that blows sort of at my feet and one that blows at my side. There's a great meme going around at the moment that says, uh, whoever I marry, I know um, they're just going to have to compromise. If we have to compromise about having the fan on in the bedroom, then they're just going to have to comp- com- compromise by having the fan on in the bedroom. <laughs> Well, I have um, Mr. Woog and Master Woog yes. are in Japan mm. um, skiing, having a whale of a time, sending me photos of them in the, in the snow. And uh, the other the other Woog is down in Melbourne with my mum watching the Australian Open. I cannot imagine anything worse. They're just <laughs> sitting outside in the sun. No, they were in the shade. Mm. Um... I, I but, yet to remain convinced. But they are, they're both mad for the game. Are they? Mad for so it. So they don't, yeah, they're... They and don't. they watched Nadal play yesterday and they're watching Williams. Oh my God, really? And they're watching Williams play Oh, so tonight. they're, okay, well that's so, fine. It's when you're on out of court watching someone play who's just like, oh look. Having a go. Having a go. You know, he's going to get probably, you know, 100 grand just for, I'm sorry, I'm a bit, you know. Um, but anyway, what was interesting yesterday... Um, was apparently when Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, Ugh. walked onto the court, everyone started booing. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, God, let me guess. Did he have his Cronulla baseball cap on, like he wore in Fiji? No, I don't, oh, he did have a hat on. But then, he's such a dickhead, then he announces last night 
that he's so excited about the tennis that he's going to commit $12 million to the development of women's tennis. I don't... Just, just stop. How can... He is such a numpty. Like, seriously, such a numpty. What? Like, what and what's he going to do with that? $12 million. Like, $12 million, Wouldn't you think that that could go to education or, like, a health centre or... <sighs> Anyway, we are going down the gurgle quickly, everyone, because I'm heading into Shark Week. And speaking of Shark Week, someone's just finished it. What happened? I know you love talking about periods because it's the one thing that gets the most interaction on the yeah. Facebook page. Yeah. Are you on the Facebook page? Are you? Are, are you? You should be. Yeah. Hot flush. I noticed Bruce tried to join yesterday. Oh. Hello, Bruce. Bruce, it's not for you. It's for girls. Yes. Uh, so this has never happened to me before. But I was at work and I, you know, and work is quite intense, you know, and so you don't really get to get up and move around very much. And, and um, so, Mrs. Berry is a producer at the ABC. Yeah. So, and you know, on air. And so he just sort of like was busting to go to the toilet. It was like, just can't, like no time, no time. And then went, went, finally got the chance and stood up and went, oh, <laughs> well, oh, oh boy. That doesn't okay, feel that, normal. That, that tampon has... <laughs> given up that tampon is dead and so you know grabbed some you know grabbed some stuff and went to the went to the bath went to the toilet which is a little walk away through the office a walk away (laughs) down a open public corridor walk away and I'm halfway there and I'm like oh my god there's blood down my legs I I could just feel you can just feel it and I thought oh my god there's blood down my legs and so I get to the toilet and I'm sitting there and I'm literally surveying the murder scene going how how am i going to deal with this like how am i going to clean this up and then i look down and there is a splat of blood on my cream frankie fours on my cream shoes a splat of blood like like a like a murder scene blood droplet where some forensic person would go oh well the knife came from that angle and it's never happened to you before never Mm. But I know plenty of women where it is a very common occurrence. And so I was just like, this is insane. And so cleaned up, new tampon. It was at the end of my shift, so new tampon in. Was going to Rob's, went to Rob's and... Burst into tears. When I I was going to Rob's, I had to just walk two blocks up the street from his to the Woolworths. And then, because I actually was going up there to see if they had any undies. Because I was going to buy some new undies. Ended up just wearing a pair of robes, um, eh, which were a bit tight. That was disappointing. Anyway, and then, same thing. Wow. So it's just never... A, it was like 14 days late, and then it arrived, and it was like that for two days, and then it stopped. It was like floodageddon, mm-hmm. and, then went, and then all the stories that came out on the Hot Flush page. Yep. The, the poor, the poor listener who is a gym instructor... And which I'm impressed that, you know, you like us. Um, <laughs> and she was teaching a class and did a squat. And whoosh. All I can it's say is thank quite, God those pants are black. It's quite common, um, dear listeners, when you are perimenopausal, that you do um, experience flooding, which is what they call it in the business. Flooding. And it happened to me once. I was at an airport checking in the family because heaven forbid they actually do anything yeah just will look at me waiting me for pay all the time yeah <laughs> waiting for me to make a decision looking at me uh, you sit what here are we now. doing now you see here, i'll go and check us in what are we having for dinner and i just 
felt blub. Mm. It's the weirdest sensation. And it's this whoosh, and I'm like, shit. Because I had literally just changed my tampon, like, 20 minutes earlier. So I rang Mr. Woog, and he's like, and I'm like, just fucking run, run, run! (laughs) And so he's running through the airport, and I'm doing the the, the, the The toddle off, the period walk, you know, when your knees are together, and you're clenching everything, going, holy shit, just hold on. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. It's terrible. And let's talk about it because it happens. Yeah. And then it happened to someone else at a music festival. And she was, I think she was in white pants. And that um, happened at a music festival. Oh. You know when you're young and you're so paranoid about it when you're like 14. Oh. <laughs> and you're so paranoid about it. Check my skirt. Check my skirt. And like they go, oh, the average, temp- uh, average period is uh, one and a half teaspoons. Bullshit. I get that. Maybe when you're 14 it is. Yeah. I oh, get two and a half litres now. <laughs> I'd get two teaspoons on the wipe. Oh, God. Terrible. Anyway. Anyway, so please let us know if that's happened to you. (laughs) And do you know what? It's that whole thing. It's one of my favourite mottos of Misery Loves Company. When this stuff happens to you and you know that there is a cohort out there who have had it happen to them, it does actually make it better. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey, do you remember last episode we were talking about um, the insomnia. We were talking about not sleeping. Yep. And mine has been next level. I have not, along with this incident, the the sleeplessness, the insomnia that I've had this month has just, I've actually, I have a whole new respect for people who live with insomnia all the time. Yeah. Because it just, oh. And then you worry because you're not sleeping. It's Isabel. I thought it was, I could hear something and I was like, what is that? Hello. Um, yeah, because then you stress because you're not sleeping and then you lie there and you toss and you turn. Yeah. And then, you know, when, when you hear the birds, it's only happened to me a couple of nights, a couple of times, but I have had the occasional night where you start hearing the birds in the morning and you're like, fuck. Yeah. So I looked it up as to why when we are going through uh, many menopause, are we like, why? <laughs> so. Why? And as with everything in menopause it's the changing hormone levels yep and progesterone is a sleep promoting hormone did you know that i didn't know that so progesterone is a sleeping sleep promoting hormone and um but and and we lose that so yes while estrogen and we're losing estrogen yeah uh waning estrogen so lowering estrogen makes you more susceptible to environmental and other stressors that disrupt sleep so it's the hormone imbalance of not enough progesterone, not enough estrogen, all the stress stuff that we pick up because of that dropping estrogen affects the progesterone and there you go. And that hot flushes are actually, actually come from a surge of adrenaline. That's where they're coming from. Oh, I had one yesterday. Oh, so I had one, uh, well, yesterday, I, well, this whole last week I have been... I had one, I was so out, out at lunch with friends. Yeah. And friends... Two of them whom I know very well. Yeah. And two new people. Right. So I'm sitting there like, and I think, oh, am I having a panic attack? No, no. I had a hot flush and I was just dying, sweating. You know that I now carry around a paper fan. Show me. And do you know, at work the other day, like the organisational level of my bag. It's from, it's from, um, where's it from? Uh, Muji. 
because I felt like it was as minimal as tasteful as I could find. It is rather lovely. It's a black one. I've just put it on our. Oh, and effective. See, isn't it amazing? And do you? I think you're onto something. I know. And you know, I, the reason I got one is because so many of our listeners say that they just have a fan in every single bag they own. And I was like, oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And then I was so desperate. And look at it. How much did you pay for that? Oh, I don't know, two dollars. <laughs> well, I think you're onto something there. We should merch this. A hot flush. Oh, a hot flush fan. Yeah. Let's get um, Sawhol onto that. Sawhol, get onto that. Hey, um, and so anyway, I had to use it in the office the other day. So not only is period blood running down my leg and splatting on my shoes in the office, I now sit there with a fan. I know. And they're going, let's give this lady a full-time job. (laughs) I know. And, you know, gosh, we're whingy, but I hope some of you are out there nodding and saying, yeah. "Yeah." Like, and I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be upbeat. Look, I think there are some things that we're very upbeat about. That's our friendships and catching up with people and being able to drink early in the afternoon. Well, see, all that's got to come to a screaming end soon. Yes, life, it does. As life gets back, back into to normal. Yes. I'm, I'm actually quite quite seriously needing a bit more structure to my <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is that point of the year where we actually all go, no, no, I'm fine with making lunches every day. No, that's fine. That's I'll be fine. really happy to do that. And when my kids start school, I'm going to get up a half an hour early and like do some meditating and and like make <laughs> my mindfulness and journal in my journal which I don't have and just like you know there's so much bullshit going on that people seem to do and they seem to be happy but are they lying because if you're doing all these things and you're sharing everything on Instagram is that because you why mm. uh, yeah I, why can't you just have your cacao bowl or whatever it is oh yes your chia can someone pudding? tell me how you pronounce that A-C-A-I word is it Arsai? Because then I find that quite funny. Arsai. Arsai. Asai, I think. Asai? I used to call it Aki. (laughs) Well, I used to call it Archai. But you don't see anyone bloody taking pictures of their beautiful bowl of Cocoa Pops. No, but uh, one of the things I love about school holidays is school holidays we get naughty cereals. Oh, God. I have got to tell you... (laughs) I may or may have put on a fair bit of weight over the last six weeks. Oh. I haven't said no to anything. And I've done <laughs> fuck all exercise. Oh, and I wonder why I might be a little bit depressed. Because I've been eating schnitzel and lying on the couch. Yeah, but this, to do exercise in this weather is just... And someone says, let's go out for a drink. And you go, it's two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And they go, what? And you go, oh. That's I like, need school to get back. I need to get myself back on track. You know I need what? to be doing huffy puffy. I need to be doing work because like I just let work slide. You know what? I need I need my I need my 18-year-old to go back to uni so I stop going, do you want a cocktail? <laughs> but it's eleven o'clock on a Wednesday, Mum! Oh, in the morning! I'm just like I've got it all sorted. But I'm still in that that carefree zone in the way that someone said to me yesterday, do you want to go to Byron Bay? And I said, yep. <laughs> and books the tickets to Byron Bay. And guess who else is coming to Byron Bay? I know, but I think I'm going to have to come on the Saturday morning, but that's we can talk about that later. So um, we, we'll take him hot flush on the road. We'll have a local meetup at Byron. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, okay. Um, can I tell you... Okay, so we've talked about blood again. <laughs> Family holidays. Now, Mr. Woog is away with Junior Woog. Yes, and he does this every year uh, for the last 10 years. 
Um, he's only taken January for the last five, but it coincides nicely with my mid-January meltdown, which is my <laughs> annual low the knee. Do you think those two things are related? Yeah. Do you think maybe you should go and just swan around in a in a ski oh, lodge? Couldn't up. Uh, well, really? would if it was like Aspen. Oh. oh, do they not sound? Do they not stay? They stay somewhere? in a traditional village. Oh, do you have to sit on satsumi mats? Or yeah, whatever they're called? yeah, and I can't get up and down very, very easily <laughs> these days. <laughs> I did go when we went to Whistler. Hashtag romance as you sort of roll over onto all fours and then push yourself up on the wall. Can you come and give mum a hand? Can you come and give mummy a hand? Yes, please don't. I would love go- to go to Japan. Don't get me wrong. Every single bastard I know is over there at the moment. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, no, for two and a half weeks of sitting in a traditional village. It's not. No. Why don't you go to Tokyo? Oh, I went to the Gold Coast. Mm. Can I talk to you about what happened to me? I have opinions <laughs> about that. Okay, so I went the home of leopard print and white capri, and I wore all of it. <laughs> okay. So I said, I'm not sitting around this joint. Come on, Horatio, we're going to the Goldies. Horatio's best mate and Horatio's best mate's mum. Yeah. Got a great deal. Webjet, not sponsored, but should be. Webjet, got return flights to the Gold Coast, five nights accommodation at the QT, which is quite nice. Yeah, that's swanky. $600 per person. That's insane. Insanely cheap. For the QT? Yeah. Rob went to a work do up there. And you had determined not I to told him. talk about the Gold Coast, don't you? <laughs> he went to that QT yeah. and he it's said really cool. that entire hotel is set up for you to be having sex. <laughs> he said every drawer I opened in my room had condoms in it. Mm. I didn't have sex up there. No. But I could have if I wanted to. <laughs> let, let me keep going. <laughs> so I was there with my friend Tara. Now Tara is a very... Uh, bosomy, lovely. She's English and she's got no wrinkles, but um. she's got that sort of English... What do they call it? Strawberries and cream Creamy complexion? sort of, always smiling. Mm. And she just, she she's a great bird. Like, she cracks a wine at 11, you know. She's just like, she knows how to Come live. Yeah. So there I was with Tara. And Tara talks. Tara talks to strangers. She talks to everyone. Oh, yeah. So she's actually a great person to go out on yeah. a holiday. Because sometimes if you do want to talk, but sometimes if you don't, I can just swim away. Yeah. So open, the door of the pool area opening and in walks, like, probably... 60 loud Americans of all different colour. Yes. And I went. And persuasion. And loud and just joyful. And I'm thinking, what is this? So I said to Toby the barman. Swingers party. What's going on? And he said, there's a big concert being held tonight. This is the Motown concert with the village people. Oh. Oh. Um, Jackson Five. Pointer Sisters. Are all these people dead? Uh, No. A lot of them are. But they just swap people in and out. Hmm. So anyway, I was like, isn't that interesting? And so then some of them jumped to the pool. I saw um, one of the, the Pointer Sisters, like, swan by. It was quite surreal. So they were all staying at the hotel. I would not have known any of them from Adam, everyone, just so you know. Go on. So Taz and I start yes. talking to a couple of the boys at the bar. Yeah. <gasps> and they're quite flirty. Yeah. And Taz's quite flirty by choice. And I was, like, just... Just beside you. myself going, I'm drinking here with the village people. In particular, shout out to the cowboy. Stop it. Yeah. And my favourite was the motorbike man. <laughs> uh, please tell me they just stay in uniform the entire time. Oh, my God. And then they put, they put the Motown music on and then they sang to us. 
Oh my, okay, that's awesome. And then they said, and then we met Vince, who was the founding member of the Village People, and he doesn't perform anymore. He just manages the well, he's next generation. He wrote Macho Man. He <gasps> wrote Macho Man. Oh, okay. That is next level. As I was chatting, you're going to hear, we're just in our swimmers, you know, just having the pool bar, and they're buying us drinks, and we're going, oh my God, we're middle-aged groupies. Oh, and it was on if you wanted it to be on. Let me yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they're like, "Oh my god, you Aussies are so cool! Here you go, I'm going to get you some tickets for the show tonight." And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll come to the show." But you know, like later on when we started to sober up and it was getting very hot, and then the thought of all those people, so we didn't end up going. But um, I could have had my evil ways with wow, a village person. You could have literally gone west. It was it was going west. It was out there. It was on offer. I kept myself pretty because I do believe he looked a little bit maybe venereally diseased. <laughs> but I he was lovely, syphilitic, but lovely. Excuse me, as we just press pause in production, as I wipe the water that I just spat out all over him. Sorry, darling. Syphilitic does not go well when you've just taken a big swig of cold water. Oh, God. This is what we needed. Um, Okay, so let's pull one under that. I could have had sex with someone from the village people. Well, if I had my choice, it would have definitely been the the motorbike man. Was it? Yeah. Mm. Because he got up on the side of the pool um, and he is not as syphilitic <laughs> as, the, as the cowboy was. Um, and then he did his impersonation of um, Magic Mike for me. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> and Tara and I are going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> I feel like the shoe's on the other foot this year in 2019. Maybe you're going to be the saucy one rather than me. Oh, no. I'm a happily married lady. I did tell them that, too. Oh, God love you. Then I did say, they're in Japan and no one need know any... I'm only joking. I didn't. But I could have. <laughs> there you go. There's a laugh. That is a laugh. Can I tell you what uh, I did? Are you writing any show notes for these? No. <laughs> um, can I tell you what I did on Friday night? Robert? Oh, I don't even want to know. I, don't, I hate it when you ask these things because it could be... Anything like I sacrificed to go to in my kitchen. What did you do on Friday night? Rob and I were going to a concert or an, um, as part of Sydney Festival. Now, I don't know if you remember, but I remember Sydney Festival having this massive sort of festival park in Hyde Park and there being food trucks and music and bars and it was quite the thing, right? I also remember Sydney Festival being like the highlight of Sydney in January. And so we went and I've noticed in the last couple of years that it's gone very much the other way in that you're sort of like, is it on? Has it started? What's on? Is What's on at Sydney Festival this year? Like it's been very, it just seems to have been decreasing over the recent years. Last year, it's main sponsor dropped out. So Who was that? Do you know? Star. Oh. Star. Star Casino pulled out. I wonder why. Because it was shit? Because it was shit. Because <laughs> they didn't like what the, what the program was. I don't know. Anyway, so we went, went to this thing, so we went and we went, well, we'll get food there. Well, there'll be food trucks and stuff and we'll get food there and have a drink and then we'll go in and watch this show in the Spiegel tent. Spiegel. Everyone goes, Spiegel. Everyone goes on about Spiegel. the Spiegel tent, right? Which is, you know, this is that sort of... Spring a spaniel and a beagle cross? 
Let me Send tell you. Send on a dog. Well, let me tell you, it's some kind of bastardised <laughs> venue. <laughs> so it's on a bitch. It's meant to be everyone's, you know, our, the first time the Spiegel tent came to Sydney, everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God. And those guys who were like the fancy version of that band, The Enormous Horns, who were they? Cat Empire. They played and it went off like a frog in a sock. and was amazing. Everyone's like, oh, the Spiegel tent is so amazing. And all these bodies and it's heaving and it's, it's, you know, and they do a lot of, they're meant to do like lots of burlesque and all this sort of stuff in them. It's just a glorified circus tent. Right. Anyway, well, <laughs> I've, I've jumped ahead. So we're there. We arrive. Two food options. One of them is a little food truck selling empanadas and some other South American foods that all look very subpar. Uh, festival and then, food. Mm. and then the other side was selling sandwiches and wraps, and a gourmet phyllo pastry that was just in a pie warmer. Oh, that and then, like canteen. And then it was like canteen. It was all like canteen food, and that was it. Two two offerings, and then two bars. So no gorgeous dumplings. Or no dumplings. No golzames. N- no um, stuff. No skewer satay. You know, no smells. No jaffles. Jaffles. God, what we oh, we would have killed for a jaffle. Like, I, I have been known to kill for a jaffle. <laughs> jaffle for long. Oh, we already eat. Yeah. I've now eaten it. Yeah, I've eaten my entire calorie count today by ten. So, and then there's two bars, and they're offering four pints beer. That's fine, and four pillars gin. That's fine, but the four pillars gin, like they had a blood, a a bloody G and T, which is made with blood orange juice. Mm-hmm. I had one somewhere else, like ages a couple of weeks ago, and it was delicious. This, it was just like it was like a UDL. It was terrible. Then they overcharged us, so I was meant to be twenty-seven dollars. What thirty-seven dollars for, for what? Two One beer and a GNT. Bullshit. Twenty-seven dollars, but we paid thirty-seven because they charged us for two beers. Oh, it was terrible! It was terrible, and Do I was. What? I fucking really resent like being ripped off. Yeah, and as I get older, yeah, and more likely to stop strangers in the street and tell them what's wrong with them and swear <laughs> at small children in the line at the airport, um, I really resent. Yeah. So there's a couple of options. There's a couple of things here that were really disappointing. One that Sydney, there are there are cities that do festivals that are amazing. Adelaide Fringe, Adelaide Festival, and they they do a garden of FOMO, Mofo, Hobart, and anyway, I found an article with the guy who created it or this current curator Sydney Festival yeah director I guess and he was like no we're just Kate we you know we're we're like I'm liking Sydney Festival to Perth Festival and it's a really primarily local crowd well Perth Festival's a local crowd because it's buttfuck the other side (laughs) of the country and no one can fucking get there it's like that's not this is Sydney he just sounds lazy that's what I was like I was like he's either really scared of fucking up which I reckon he has or he's just really lazy and just didn't want to. And he's like, there's 18, there were 18 world premieres. And I said, well, there's no point having 18 world premieres and no one knows what they are. And they're so weird that people don't, that they just, uh, it, why don't you be a part of the solution and go and work for them? <laughs> I want to do event management. God, I did that once. It's just, it's all work, no glory. Because you don't get that. People don't just go, oh, she was part of that organising. She was amazing. No, you just get Yeah, you like it when the spotlight's amazing. on you, like when yeah. we did the uh, the hot flush goes to Bathurst. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it has to be about me. <laughs> I'm not fucking promoting other people. 
Anyway, so I um so, so Rob, you, you could... Rob oh so by the time it came to going into the event, they were like, right, you all have wristbands, so that means you don't have to queue. So everyone, it's like a herd of cattle about to head into the abattoir and they're calling out, orange wristbands, orange wristbands come to the front, orange wristbands now. And so you have to like shove excuse me, through. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I've got an orange wristband, excuse me, excuse and me. Oh, blue wristbands, that's shit. I've got an orange wristband. And you know, everyone's 65 and from Mossman or like Double Bay and it's just like, oh, you know. It was very, it was very, and Rob just cracked the shits and just went, can we go? I don't want to, can we go? How much did you pay for the wristband? I don't know. Rob bought them. That sounds shit. And he just went, I don't want to, I'm dumb. Let's go. I was like, okay. Because I found the whole thing deeply humorous, but he was getting quite cranky. (laughs) So, yes, I'm very disgruntled about Sydney Festival. I think it should be this amazing, got to go to Sydney in January, because even though the weather's fucked, because it's so humid, there's so much great stuff on. That's what I want for a Sydney festival. Yeah. And maybe I'm, you know, missing the point. But, you know, like, it's such a missed opportunity. Whose fault is it? Well, uh, well, all Friday night through my Insta story ranting. That was, I was quite something. I was blaming Sydney I was blaming City of Sydney until my friend who's like head of PR at City of Sydney said to me the next day, it's not us. We're just one of the supporters. Who is it then? I don't know. It's a separate entity. It's like an, its own body. Well, they're fucked. Yeah. And so, and then I sort of, when I thought about it afterwards, I'm like, of course it is. Like if it was City of Sydney, it would actually, if City of Sydney knows what to do, they know how to put a party on, you know. I think we've given this far too much. We really have. I've just had a real rant. So thank you for staying on board, if you have. I stopped listening about 20 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. Just uh, in our last episode, you might recall that we talked about the phenomenon that was Marie Kondo. Yes. And because of we we talked about it. We preempted it. We avalanched a whole series of... Articles and yep, in the mainstream media, and that's because we talked about it first. Influences, influences, <laughs> and I may have raised a few eyebrows when I wrote a blog post about it, saying that the only thing that sparks joy in my life, in my house, was my vibrator, and even that is pretty hard working sometimes. Do you know? I um... so next time you come over, <laughs> you can walk through the front door and just find a single vibrator sitting on the floor. <laughs> That'll be it. That'll be it. Oh, and I'll keep the cat. Maybe the telly. Yeah, even though there's not much on the telly. No, no. Netflix. I'll keep Netflix. In my bedroom cleanout, I found uh, some old uh, sexual aids that I had bought soon after the family realignment that I was not happy with, and then had tucked them away in a drawer, and then promptly forgotten about them so when I was emptying those drawers out for the boys to carry those drawers out to the rubbish pile I realized I had to leave that drawer till they'd left <laughs> oh good times good times do you think Marie Kondo has a goodies drawer oh. I think she does I think she's the sort of person that looks like she'd have a whole room I'm in no position to actually talk about her because I've watched about a third of one episode and it induced so much rage in me about the the husband that I wanted to put him in the bin. 
Hi, I work 60 hours a week. My wife looks after our two children all the rest, all of the time. Then she also works two days a week, but I don't understand why she outsources the washing. <laughs> Fucking let me shove this broom handle up your ass. Like, and apparently it's one of the things I mean, that do she does think- very well through the series is that this is not about, this is a team effort. You know, this is not just about the, you know, one person doing all the work, but I just the fact that it was left un. Oh god! Anyway, so it coincided. The the Marie Kondo bullshit coincided with my bedroom realignment in the house. That's going to be a huge, big story. I'm going to have to take a break. So can we come back to that? Sure. See you in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Welcome back to the Hot Flush, the world's premier podcast for the perimenopausal, and that, my friends. Is my dog Isabel Barbara barking at something that is probably not there? Yes, we've had a lovely break. We just lay on the bed for half an hour. I know it was and, good, wasn't it? Kind of a bit revived. And if you shoot over to uh, either of our Insta stories, you'll see that we've got a gift. Yes. So our glorious uh, listener Susan, Susan had, Hoffman, had knitted Mrs. Woog a pussy hat, and I was like, I want one. And so she's knitted me one too. And we're and sitting here chuffed. in the air conditioning. <laughs> Can I tell you, I went outside before and it must be 85% degrees humidity. Oh, easily. Let me check that for Yeah, check the show. bomb. Oh, no, I just... <laughs> just let, check it for the 55th time. 74% it's telling me. And oh, that lies. Wrong. Lies yeah. again. Lies, lies, lies. So we're going to start talking about your topics that you want us to cover off. Oh, am I am I allowed after the my my Sydney festival rant? Oh no, you're talking about the listeners. Oh, okay. You're talking listeners. Yes. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, so let's start. Yeah. Jessie Green, whether you have any advice for navigating all of this for single women? Oh, Jessie, so much, so much. Uh main thing, friends, friends. I absolutely agree. Main thing, friends, meeting up with friends, talking to friends, getting texting yourself friends. Getting out of the house. Getting, getting yourself, out of the house. Doing something after work. Yep. Um, yep. And it's, you have to, have to, have to, have to do it. And just be careful of the sort of friends that you have. Um, yes. You know, as you get older, you get a bit more wiser about, and your time's precious, and who you choose to spend that time with is really important. Yeah. Um, and also people that are, you know, you can be authentic. I hate that word. Authentic and being yourself. It's true. But I really do honestly believe that that is absolute key. How to manage Armageddon-like period events that Mrs. Berry is <laughs> experiencing this week. And I'm experiencing right now. Belinda, I'm heading into Shark Week too. Um, I have an app on my phone so I can track my moods and track what's going on. Um, and I've just been given a liter of evening primrose oil it would seem um how many tablets are in there like 400 or something 190 oh that would get you through a month um (laughs) so i'm gonna ask you how do you it's it's and i've said this before and i'm gonna say it again belinda when you get to our age you don't have a period you manage a period yes um i've had a lot of people tell me about using a cup using a moon cup instead of using tampons or pads um and that they can be quite tricky just to learn how to use it and to get it properly, like, to sit with your cervix. But that once you've nailed it, it's life-changing. 
Uh, I had. Are, a f- are you getting one? Uh, I'm thinking I might give it a go. Mm. The, uh, the the main thing that's... Mine would have to be a one litre bucket, though. I don't think it would fit up there. <laughs> and then it would be, what's that song? There's a hole Ooh, in, in my bucket, bucket dear laser, dear laser. Uh, well, fix it, dear Henry! There are different ones. So you can get one for like a long cervix or a short cervix. or And I just, I don't know which, because they're... Or a tilted ex- cervix. They're expensive, yeah. sort of. For like, what it is. Yeah, for what it is. To buy it, to spend the money Probably on it and then to go. Like two cents and then what are you going to do? Like, you're just going to go, oh, that didn't fit my cervix. Do you want it? <laughs> but the other thing is, what happens if you're in a public restroom and you have to rinse it out? Well, I think that's the point, is that they will last. You don't need to during the day. Like, that it will last you Yeah, all I day. can't put my faith in a bit of plastic like that. Do you reckon? It's the same with those period pants. Okay, now I have an issue with the period pant and I had a bit of a rant. God, I rant all the time on my Insta stories about this the other day because a couple of people went, you know, you need a pair of Moddy Bodies or you need a pair of whatever the other brands are. No, I don't want a pair of undies with special wadding in them that means, no, we need to find a solution. This isn't, that's, that's just not, who came up with that? I bet a man came up with that. No, I didn't, a woman. She's Australian too. She's doing very well. Well, and well, a lot of people swear by them. I know, but I just no. no. Again, I can't trust. No, and well, as as well, I can't trust tampons, as it turns out, either. As you know, my beautiful friend Kiralee said, who is about to have her hysterectomy next month because she's got a particular condition. I can't remember what it is. It's the opposite of endo. It's like endometriosis, but not endometriosis. But she would basically have a period and and massive clots. Oh yeah, just clots. Clots, 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 clots. Um, And as she sort of said, you know, moddy bodies aren't going to do anything when a golf ball size clot comes out of you. And it's like, yeah, they're not. Or you sneeze and you go, excuse me. Oh, the tampon just ejaculates. (laughs) No, that's not the right word. Ejects. Ejects. Okay. Um, Also interested, oh, here's Jesse again. Interested on both your thoughts about the Washington Post article during the week about the mummy blogger whose child asked her to stop writing about her and the mother apparently said no. But I think both of you will have a unique perspective and insight and a great debate on this. Yes, I thought that was awful. And well, we've been mummy blogging now for over a decade, both of us. Mm. Um, and there are certainly things that I look back now. And obviously when you start out, you don't think anyone's going to read it. Yes. So... You're a bit fast and loose of what you're putting out there. Um, and occasionally, you know, a blog will blow up. And, and I was, luckily enough, you know, that my yeah. blog went quite big. Um, and looking back on that, I do regret some of the things that I've written. Um, my kids are now in high school, so they are very aware. And I just don't really write about them that much no. anymore because they're their own person now. And their stories aren't my stories to tell. I think... If a child has asked the mother not to blog about her and the mother has ignored that, that's actually almost abuse, I think. Yeah, well, it's just... What message is that sending to the kid? Well, like, the value of her is... Not respecting them as a... Yeah. For who they are and their independence and their... And their... And their right to privacy. Yeah. And when, and when you're that, babies and toddlers and little kids, I think it is different as long as you're not... Yeah. Um, but even then... I agree. And I think... But I, I remember they're becoming a very sort of distinct line where I realized they were not, they were not mine. They were, they were, their stories were no longer necessarily mine to tell. Yep. And 
I think you can still talk about them and things that they're doing, um, but you just become a lot more judicious in mm. in the level of detail you're going to go oh, into. Oh, God, I wish I could write about them. <laughs> oh, my God, the stories I could tell you. It would t- curl your toes. Curl your toes. But don't you reckon the fodder that they're giving out now would probably be the best stories ever? Yeah. But, again, not appropriate. Not my story to tell. Not my story to tell. Um, and I, I did have a freak out. I think we can talk about it. I think we can. The, the, the way that we have to be able to talk about it is from my Point. from from our experience and and the way it impacts on us and that we then find the commonality with readers and listeners that way yeah and so it's less about you know Harry did this Felix did that or and more about something went down in this house this week yeah. that completely yeah knocked the wind out of my sails and you know absolutely but you don't necessarily need to go into the detail yeah yeah um, and, but and like I any photos is that's just that's just you know, letting them, showing them that you respect who they are mm. as, a, as their own person in their mm. own right. Look, and sometimes occasionally I'll pop a photo of them up on Instagram, but it is with their permission. And yes. if they don't like the photo, then it doesn't go up. Yeah. Um, Grover does it all the time. It really annoys me. Because <laughs> so, he'll just, I'll take some photo of him doing something and okay, he's on. the one that just goes, don't you put that on Instagram. It's like, oh, all right. Janice, explain if it doesn't give you joy, get rid of it. Vacuum cleaner, oven, iron, etc. So <laughs> I do quite like a good vacuum. Well, I know what you're doing before you put your milky feet on and leave. <laughs> you can give my house a once over. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Though when part of the bedroom realignment that's that's currently befalling my house is um in my wardrobe was a baby bouncer, like a baby oh, that baby the, bouncer. Your grandkids. Yeah. And Felix sort of was getting other stuff out of there. And he said, what is this? And I was a baby bouncer. He goes, interesting thing to hold on to. And I went, that's for the grandkids. And he just looked at me and he goes, really? It probably violates every safety And I was code. just like, and you know what? He was just totally right. And I went, no, nah, that's it. Out it goes. Yeah. So Even when know. that happens, you can shout yourself a new one, Bells. Yeah. Um... Please come on tour to my part of the world, the beautiful snowy mountains. <gasps> I have the perfect venue. Yes. Any ladies from Canberra, Monaro area, please help me to convince. Jodie, that is cyberbullying and we are all about that. <laughs> we would love to. That would actually be really that nice. Would be that would be a lovely That would be spot. feel like a real holiday. Yeah. Like out of, like, out in the snowy mountain region. So pretty. And could we do it in winter? Yes. <gasps> that would be awesome. Uh, Kirsty, she's... One after my own heart. I don't know how I'm going to cope without my two-hour nap every day when I head back to work. Yes, yes, yes. Although, mind you, I haven't been getting mine because all the kids are home. And then we went away for 10 days, all of us together. Let's revisit that. And um, so I'm quite looking for them all to go back to school so I can get a nap in my newly... You know what's worrying me? Yes. The alarm clock. Because I, have I haven't had an alarm clock turned on for weeks now. Mm. Mm. Uh, I had a little re-entry last week and let me tell you it's brutal yeah the brutal because it actually goes off and because you haven't heard it for so long you actually do that quasi dream thing of just going what is that is that a song I don't know what what is that or you're just sleeping and you're just bopping along in your dream to this lovely song (laughs) 
Okay, Justine asks, how to remain professional and organized at work when your hormones make you feel and make you even appear like you are short-tempered, overwhelmed and emotional? Oh, I don't know. I don't know because I am neither professional or organized in my everyday Or in an office. <laughs> and my office is at home. Um, but what I do tell is that I've popped my period app on everybody's phone. Have you? Yep. So they can just check the app. <laughs> To see why I'm being Wait, a murderous, Does it link to everyone? Like, does everyone get it? Like, yeah. when you update it? Yeah. Oh, that's genius. Um, and, yeah, so I don't really know. But I also think you've got to find a colleague. Um, a venting colleague. A venting colleague. So you need a buddy. Yeah. Um, so that and you, you also, can go I don't know what to. Sort of, don't I'm... vent in the toilets because we all know what happens there. Yes. Susan's in the next cubicle listening. And goes and, and reports to your boss what you've just said about them. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know what sort of work you do, but if you can actually just get out of the office, yeah. even if it's just 10 minutes, to go outside and some deep breaths of fresh air, not in the office air. Yeah, office air. Office air is doesn't... Office air actually makes you weird. Okay. So we've not given you much to go off there, Justine, but yeah. Well, that should help. A venting buddy and get out of the office. Hip flask. Um, Chocolate drawer. Oh, Fiona's thrilled because she's going back to work on Monday and she's got a commute and she's got six weeks of the Hot Fun <gasps> podcast. Well, that something. should be at least one and a half podcasts, shouldn't it? Uh, oh, no, there might be three. This might be the third one. Okay, Kate. I thought menopause was supposed to put a stop <laughs> to or at least drag out the frequency of periods. My last few have only been 17 days apart, which is pretty much making me cranky PMSing monster yes. or tired, weary, and teary all the time. Yep. So your best advice on how to proceed in life under these circumstances without committing an act of violence. Back to the GP. Yeah, Kate, I reckon. Every single day, I, I, I know back to you, the GP. You're, you're, you're quite youthful if I... Well, I say that, you're younger than me, Kate. Um, I, yeah, go back to the GP, get your bloods done, have a look at your hormones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's a medical one, Dales. Um, Definitely. Yeah. 17 days, is that's bullshit. Yeah. I know there was a few because my period when I took the boys away was just delightfully 14 days late so i was pretty much premenstrual for about three weeks oh you would have been fun to be around oh god i was just a hormonal basket case i actually sort of held it together but my internal dialogue was just exhausting um and uh what were you saying to yourself oh just you name it like i couldn't the fact that we'd got to melbourne and I was doing this with my boys and taking them away. That wasn't enough. I was like, I'm not doing enough with them and I should be doing this and I should have taken them there and this is not good enough and, oh, my God, we're not eating well and I should be... Mm. Oh, yeah, my, my mean voice is Did very you tell it to mean. Off? Yeah, and then I would come good for a little bit and then it would, you know. Um, but the other thing I've noticed really probably in the last year, I've managed to really pay attention to it is... My I sleep so badly in those couple of days before and during my period, but yet I'm really exhausted. So the day before my period arrives, I could have a day nap that will last for like four hours. Mm. Like, well, that's your body telling you to have a day nap. So it's hours. just like, but then my actual night time, the quality of my sleep is so poor, and the my restless legs, I like syndrome is just astronomical but someone uh on the group recommended uh trying the cream magnesium rather than the tablet yeah 
And that, the tablets make me shit myself. Yeah. Yes. The cream <laughs> seems really good. Yeah. I've used it. I used it a couple of nights On this your month. Yep. I used it a couple of times, but I also took uh, I took some naprogesic with it, even though I didn't have period pain, but it's like a muscle relaxant. So I thought that it's a pretty you know, effective muscle. Do you so, know what works with naprogesic? Alcohol. Yeah, napro wine. Napro wine. Mm. Napro wines are great. Yeah. Sometimes you just have one if you're feeling a bit blue. <laughs> Claire. Claire asked, darling, Claire, why am I so tired? Why is it so hard to be? Oh, Claire, she's tired and she's sick of people. Aren't we all, dolls? Aren't we all? Okay, let's talk about the tiredness. I have a theory. Yes. We don't. We spend too much time on social media, watching the news, and it emotionally can be very draining. Yeah. Um, and so you don't realise it, but you're taking in so much information, and so at some point, your brain just goes, just enough, mm. enough, yeah. and you're comparing yourselves to others, and then you. You're worrying about work or family and then you're reading disastrous things on Twitter and yeah. and I've uh, taken to putting my phone down a lot these holidays and picking Same. up a book. Picking and you know book. that the new, um, I'm not sure about, I think you can Or listening do, to podcasts. I think you can do it on Android, but I know definitely in the last couple of updates on the iPhones is you can now put um, a block blocks and you can put time limits on your, like on the programs that you're accessing. Yeah. And even though you, yes, you can override them. I've found that just having it has it made you, you spent three hours on the internet today, like, and not in the productive way of I should be working, but yeah. I'm just scrolling. Yeah. You just sort of go, oh, that's, that's a lot of time. That's like I a long done a time. Lot of stuff. I could have read something actually quite or written something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Because, you know, us being writers and all. I know. Um, how's, our, how's our joint book going that we yes, decided really after the last issue, really uh, edition we have to do? Um, so you're tired because of that. You're tired because you've got too much on your plate. You're tired because you're looking after other people. Yeah. Um, I am at home by myself at the moment, which is not great sometimes, but in other ways, I've put the dishwasher on once. Yeah. Um, How I, many loads of washing have you done? None. Yeah. I've got half a load sitting in there. You don't actually realise until it's taken away how much you actually give out to others. And that, Claire, makes you tired. Mm. And you know what? Another way that you get that's really handy to see that is when your um, new partner comes in and watches just the running of the household and sees the house and just turns to me like about 100 times going, you work harder yeah. than anyone else I and know no one, in the world. No one acknowledges it. I mean, there's been a couple of articles. People about, in the house don't see it. Oh, they don't see it. And that's why, Claire, you should come away to Thailand with me in October. <laughs> I would be joining you, but I'm going to New York, New York. It's a wonderful town. Who are you going with? Rob? Yes, for his birthday. How old is he turning? 50. Well, then that deserves a trip to New York, my yeah. friend. But he doesn't look 50. He does not look 50. That's what not having kids does to you. You look youthful. Okay, Angela, this one had a lot of interest as well. It's a bit of a long one, but I'm going to read it all because I reckon this is my greatest fear. My husband has just resigned from his job on Friday and is now planning on it being his retirement. He's Jesus. 53 and I'm 47. We have three adult children. One has bought an apartment and moved out. And the other two are living very comfortably at home. I'm used to having the house to myself Monday to Friday where I run my own business. I set my own routine and I'm having a rough day, PMT title, just can't be fucked to do as I please. 
I'm the ruler of my domain here and I like the way things have been for the last few years since the kids finished school. I'm not sure how I'm going to cope with this, him being here for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Oops, a bit ranty. My question is, how am I going to cope? This is a major life change and I'm shitting myself that it's all going to go pear-shaped. Any advice would be good at this stage. FYI, we have a happy marriage and do love spending time together. Now, who's this? This is from Angela. Now, Angela, interesting story. Interesting that you should say this. I was recently up in, on the Gold Coast and we are getting an Uber somewhere, to a restaurant, no doubt, and the Uber driver was telling me, you yeah, know, we'll just chat, chat, how long have you yeah. been Ubering? And he said to me, my wife, I retired and my wife told me that I had to get out of the house. And we were like, me and my friend Taz were like, well, yeah, because I can totally see she goes, so I drive Uber a couple of hours every day. It's my greatest fear that Mr. Wu will retire. So and my- he will be tinkering around here, <laughs> interrupting my secret women's business of doing what I want, having friends over for lunch, going out for lunch, going getting made a petty, and he asking questions all the time of what I'm doing, who I'm on the phone to. Yeah. Because that's what he does when he's on holidays. And he just follows me around. What's for lunch? Yeah, what's for lunch? Who are you on the phone to? Do you want me to go and get some prawns? Yeah, nice. But every day of the week. <laughs> Angela, so, I'm sorry. I think you're going to have to like insist that he no does something. I reckon 53 is well, too young. They've got a, yeah, that is very young for you know. But you know, each their own. Uh, does they obviously have a very good marriage? So yeah. I am presuming that she has actually talked to him about this. But I but I wonder if she's talked to him about it in terms of how scared she is. Not that oh my god, you're going to be at home, but. Because the scare, what exactly what you just said, like you've gone off and had your day that you live in wherever you work and you do, and, and, and I don't, and I don't know anything that happens in that environment, and I'm certainly not there narrating it, and so I have my life in this space, and suddenly you're going to be there and questioning aspect, and that won't do, no. like you can't do that. So what are you going to do to occupy yourself that? my life that I still want to be running the way my life has been running and works for me and works for me because I'm still working yeah how are you how are you going to manage that what are you going to do Angela this is not your problem this is his problem but it's going to affect her yes and he needs to but as long as he knows that then it has to be what are you going to do yeah and if he and if he's just like I really just want to relax and not really do anything. Well, that's going to get pretty boring pretty quickly. <laughs> like, next answer. Yeah. Um, so when my... <laughs> this is so, several years ago now, but when my father-in-law retired, my mother-in-law was exactly the same. Yeah, said, it's what, everyone. It's a big what problem. What am I going to do when he's, you know... It's a big problem. And when it, when it all first happened, she actually was hanging out the washing and she turned around to the basket to get the next bit of clothing to hang on the line and she bumped into him. <laughs> yeah. It just followed her out. Yeah. And then she'll just go, oh, I'm just going to the shops. And he'll go, oh, come. Oh, I hate it. And it's like, no, I just want to potter out. And then she'll go into a shop. What are you going in there for? What do we need in here? Guys, men. Roxanne, how at 60 with adult children can you make life plans without feeling so bloody guilty, especially if you could love, if you would love to leave the city but that would leave children and grandchildren behind. Roxanne, you are 60. You're grown up. Do what you want. Do it. Go. I insist. In fact, we're going to move you. (laughs) Where are we going, Roxanne? (laughs) 
I totally understand what you're talking about, but your life, your life, and you come back and you visit and you get sick of it and you go back to your beautiful new life. It's the one that you want. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know, are you in Sydney? Because, oh, it can suck the soul out of a girl. And listen, like, then you're going to be somewhere where the grandkids come for holidays, come and stay for a weekend. Yeah. They learn to, wherever you are, they can learn. Maybe they get the train up to your place, you meet them, then you have this gorgeous one-on-one time with your... Like, I see the one-on-one time that Mrs. Woog's pet mum and her parents-in-law have with her boys, and it is so special. It is. It really is. And they've been doing that since they were little. Yeah, since they were little. Yeah. So it's definitely quality over quantity. Yeah. And so you might not see them all the time, but when you do see them. Yeah. And and uh, otherwise you're going to resent. You're going to resent your kids and gonna, yourself. And Gosh, I remember. Ranty today. I, I remember my mother-in-law saying to me when we first had maybe, I think we only had Oscar, maybe Felix. And she said to me, we are more than happy, happy to help with the kids and to do what we can, but it is not going to be at the sacrifice of our happiness. life. Yep. And, and I time, totally support that. And at the time, I was quite a little bit shocked at that because that's not how my mother operates. My mum operates on a 24-7, like, campaign of... Guilt and fear. Yeah. And uh, and you know what? I really respected them for that because she set the, the expectation level, the boundaries, whatever, and that was exactly how it's panned out. And you've just got to actually, yeah, you've got to do it, dude. Yeah, do it. Do it. Roxanne, I'm going to text message you later. (laughs) Um, Having a look through. Any more questions? Um, Naps. Yes, we've talked about that. Talked about that. Fill the space. Oh, fill the space. Sorry, I was just staring out the window watching the rain. Oh, it's raining. That's why it's so fucking muggy. And then reckoning that I'll go out there and it'll still be like about 27 degrees and 80% humidity. Merrin Hodges. I love Merrin. She came on one of my trips and she's yeah. just... Oh, all the girls that come on my trips are fucking awesome. What do you do when you feel constantly annoyed and irritated? <laughs> come sit by me, Marin. <laughs> oh, Marin. Do you what know do what, we do? Do you know what annoys me? This is yes. how stupid I am. Not stupid. I'm going to own it. This is how I am. Yeah. Um, I can't cook in the kitchen if Mr. Woog's in there. Yeah, you can't. Because he before. irritates me. Um, and I get annoyed listening to him eat. So do you know what you have to do? Uh, Remove yourself from the situation. So, so just... there was this great... Constantly uh, annoyed and irritated. There was this great Insta today that talked about how they wanted there to be episodes of Top Chef where um, the, the the chef's partner just came and stood in front of whatever the draw was that the person wanted to get that's into. It, that's it. That's the sort of shit that annoys me because... He will stand and make a sandwich right in front of the cutlery drawer and mm. you're, you're trying to unpack the dishwasher and you're like, can you just fucking go over to that mm. fucking bench? But we're not answering the question. What to do? Punch things? Um, I find Insta stories are quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like to go on Insta stories and let it all out. <laughs> the main thing is, Marin, is that you don't let it fester and bubble because once you start festering and bubbling... You get to a point where you explode, so you just got to let the air. It's my mantra: you let the air out as you go. Yeah. So if yeah. someone's annoying you at home, you move to a different room. If like you're getting to that point that you're going to explode, you've got to say, "I'm at my wit's end, family." Yeah. I need to be left alone. Yeah. Being alone's good. Annoyed and irritated. <sighs> Avoid places like shopping centres because that's a trigger. Oh my god! Is a shopping centre? Do you know what triggers me the most? What? 
food courts in shopping ah. centres. And all those people just shoving food in there. Yeah. I just stand there and it... it I just, all are eating at the same time. I just get this, like, sort of weird, despairing rage at the at the the future of our race as I see all these people sitting around eating shitty honey prawns and from like dodgy like you know oh god oh and we've actually triggered ourselves into a bit of annoyance and irritability like what is going have a sandwich at home in your car (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what to do what do you do when you're constantly irritated well I'm going to be fine apparently because I'm on the evening primrose oils now um, the better work. I generally find, actually, that when I am constantly cranky and constantly snarky, it is because it's pretty much all related to sleep and I'm not getting enough sleep. And if I get more sleep, then I seem a lot of my snarkiness does actually seem to dissipate. Mm. But it's also when you are really in that rut of just doing and all it, the all the um all the day to day pedestrian things when there's nothing that's actually oh fucking Larry Kondo but there's <laughs> nothing giving me joy like the, it's just I'm just in the zone of like just kids and cleaning and dinners and washing and cleaning and kids and but, and it's so okay you've got to occasionally break, go on strike too yeah you've got to break it and you've got to find something that you actually look forward to and that something that makes you happy or laugh. And you have to get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. I just find the sleep thing is really... It's becoming an issue. Yeah. Okay. I hope that helps, Maren. Probably not. <laughs> Liz, <laughs> how to survive the last week of school holidays? Well, mine are away, so I'm surviving it quite well. I have sent one of my children on three two-day camps this holiday, and it's cost me a small fortune. But he said to me this morning... Mum, thanks so much for sending me on these camps. They've been so much fun. Oh, my goodness. There's someone who's, like, and I just grateful went, in your house. What's and that I just, like? <laughs> I just was What's like, that like? What's that feel it's like? It's really quite lovely, quite validating. Thank you. And I said, oh, that's, that's it. And he so said, nice. And he said I was really, he said I was really, um, I was really worried they were going to be really stressful, but they're really fun. And I was like. And expensive. Fucking expensive. But um, I was, I am really glad that I did that. But so he's off for two days this week, and then um, the rest. You're of the over week, here lying around my house. I know. When I was like, right, I've got to get those articles written today. And what is it now? Two o'clock. No, no, no. But we one will one. have to start wrapping it up. But one last one from Jennifer. Help and advice for dealing with lazy, bitchy twenty-year-old girls who have no oh. work ethic. Work ethic are constantly on their mobile phone. Who Downs tools as soon as the boss walks out the door for appointments. I am trying to ra- rise above it, but I feel I am a pushover because I keep on working. Oh, shit. This is in the office. This isn't their daughter. No. Oh, God. That would do my head in. Are you the boss? Is she the boss? No. No, obviously not. Oh, no, because the boss leaves. Boss leaves. And they do nothing. And they do nothing. Dob. Yeah. Would yeah. you dob? Yes. Well, would you say something to her first? I would say something to her. For, I'm 45, you know. I'm eight million years older than this 20-something-year-old girl and I would just say, dude, pull your socks up. But I'd say it in a less sort of Gen Y way. Gosh. Do you know what I'd do? I'd, I, I would actually ask my kids who are a similar age 
like what in a workplace yes, that's a good idea in a workplace what would make you go oh shit and actually sort of lift your game yeah that's a great idea because I suspect they don't even realise that they're not it's just that generation we see lazy bints and they're just sort of going but they are where there is an entitled generation coming through well look I'm I'm not ready to bandy that around I've worked with a couple of people that age and they're not like that but then maybe that's the industry that I work in Yes, and I actually apologise for saying that because I'm sure there are a lot of very nice people. Very nice people. Um, so, Jennifer, go and ask someone else. <laughs> and with that, we are going to wind up. Thank you for listening to this uh, fortnight's episode of The Hot Flush. We've, yes. uh, sorry for spitting water all over you. Uh, we've actually covered quite a bit. Um, it will be interesting to go back and listen to this one. I hope you got a giggle. I hope you learnt something. And as we like to say, just keep plucking.